0: Hi, welcome to the Musical Fruit Podcast, the podcast that seeks to dispel nutrition misinformation in all of its forms. I'm Jennifer Nickel. I'm a registered dietitian and a professional nutrition misinformation debunker. This first episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and a little bit about nutrition science and why I think you might find this podcast helpful. So to start out with, like I said, I'm a registered dietitian, but this is not my first career. My first career was in early childhood education. I chose that because I love kids and I thought what could be better than hanging out with little kids all day? And it was a lot of fun, but I'll let you in on a little secret. There is no money in early childhood education. Shocking, I know. But no, no money in it. So after about five years of nannying in Los Angeles, I went back to school and started studying nutrition. I looked at getting... um a regular old education degree, but Cal State Northridge was right by my house and they had just opened this beautiful new food science lab. And I absolutely love to cook and I love to eat. So when I saw that food science lab, I was just in love because I want to be able to cook and enjoy eating, but I don't particularly want to get diabetes or heart disease. So that was it. If I could go to school and learn how to eat and stay healthy, that's what I was going to do. So I studied nutrition and food science. This is the best of both worlds, because I learned about how the body works and how the body uses food for energy and structure. But I also learned about how food is made and the actual science behind keeping food safe and getting it out to the population, helping it to last long enough, so giving it a stable shelf life. This gives me a unique perspective because my first um, priority is always going to be for the health of the community, the health of the patient, the health of the client. So when you talk to me about nutrition, I'm going to give you the good old-fashioned information from, um, I mean, if you're going way back in the day, the food pyramid, right? The USDA, five food groups, how many servings you need to get every day. Now we've moved into MyPlate and things like that because that gives you balance, variety, moderation, exercise, the components that you need to be healthy. But I also have the perspective from food manufacturing. I understand that fresh food, um, food that is close to the farm, that's what we say when we're talking about unprocessed foods, those are hard to get to the consumer. And they're also not always what the consumer wants, because in the United States, we have this diet that is incredibly sweet and incredibly salty. And if we have, you know, let's just talk about plain old milk, that's not super appealing to the consumer. So from the food manufacturing uh, viewpoint, what do I do to my milk to make it special? Um, so that the consumer is going to go, oh, I have to have that because it's a little sweeter or it's easier on my tummy or it's higher in protein. So when I have the perspective of the food manufacturer and the health of the public in mind, I can see sometimes how misinformation proliferates out into the community because food manufacturers are telling you through marketing a little piece of information that sometimes actually comes from food science and nutrition, but they blow it up into a grandiose um, message that's totally off base when it comes to the science. So The reason that you might want to listen to this podcast is because I can help translate some of that misinformation. I actually teach nutrition to nursing students at a local community college, and I see that that is what has been the most beneficial for my students. I can tell them all day long that XYZ diet fad is just a fad, and it's not based on science. But when I can give them a backstory on where that little nugget of misinformation started from and then how it grew into a million dollar uh, marketing plan or a whole new diet book for an author, that's when I see the connection being made for my student because they say, oh, I get it now. Tiny little piece of information. Someone's going to make a hundred million dollars off of it, so they just ran with it. Let's talk a little bit about nutrition science. Um, as a dietitian, the information that I give you is going to be what we call evidence-based. They use that in medicine, and we use that um, in nutrition as well because we're part of the medical field. When I say something is evidence-based, it means that we have studies for this piece of information that we're giving you. And the studies um, have been well-designed They are not biased. They weren't paid for by a particular company to get the outcome that they were looking for. Um, And they have been repeated time and time again. And the consensus of the findings of the studies that have been done over time is on point. So it has come together into a singular consensus. And that's what we call evidence-based practice. So when I'm telling you that you need to eat more fruits and vegetables, and it's good to get at least two and a half cups of, uh, or well, if we're talking fruits and vegetables, then four and a half cups of fruits and vegetables every day. Because if you do, then that's going to cover your vitamin A and your vitamin C and your fiber and your folate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That means that I have thousands of studies behind that piece of information. And as the studies have been done, we've looked at them we've decided whether or not they were well-designed, whether or not they had any bias. And if they were well-designed and they had no bias, then we took their findings and put them into a larger pool of findings from other studies and looked at the results all together and came to one conclusion. And that conclusion is you should get Four and a half cups at least of fruits and vegetables every day, if you want to get all that vitamin A and vitamin C and folate and fiber, etc. So it's my job as a dietitian to only give you evidence-based information. The problem as a dietitian, like the part that's so hard, but to cry right now, is that nobody wants to hear the evidence-based stuff, because it's the hard information. It really is that you need to stick to around 2,000 calories a day. I will give you more information down the line on how to find a um, more concise calorie level for you in particular. But on the whole, for community nutrition for the United States, we say 2000 calories. That's about right. And you should get three cups of milk a day and two and a half cups of vegetables and two cups of fruit and five and a half ounces of protein and six ounces of grain. And if you do that, you will stay within your calorie needs, but also get All of the vitamins and minerals that will help you to um, keep your heart healthy and avoid diabetes, etc. I don't get to give you the super easy, fun, superfood information because people want. Quick fixes. They want to be able to lose 10 pounds in the next two weeks to get ready for beach season or your vacation. Um, They want superfoods so that if they eat that superfood, they will never get cancer. Doesn't matter that they smoke and drink and never exercise and have a really high stress level and they never sleep because they are getting acai and so everything's okay. I don't have that kind of information. I have the tough information where you have to, you know, eat a healthy diet day in and day out and do it for yourself and do it because it makes you feel better and you'll have better quality of life. So, um that's the point of view that this podcast is going to come from. I want to help you learn the value of sound nutrition in your everyday life and how you can make just tiny changes really and um, be the healthiest you. You can also continue to eat pizza or chocolate or cheese, whatever it is that um, is your absolute, I can't give this up food. There are no foods that have to be gotten rid of. So you can keep your favorites, um, but look at your diet as a whole and see the places where you're getting extra and it's not going to make a huge difference to you. So maybe you're having juice with breakfast every morning and you could give or take that juice. You don't really care. You can identify it and say, okay, well, that's a place where I could get rid of 150 extra calories every single day. So you can find that information and make little changes and learn to be healthier. And at the same time, you can learn to look at nutrition information out there from doctors and trainers and the Internet and begin to decipher it for yourself and say, "Okay, well, what does the science say? Um, does that really jive with what I know about nutrition or even just the base level <laughs> science um, of everyday life? And if it doesn't, then maybe I should take a deeper look into the source and find out if this is just nutrition misinformation out there to make me buy a product or a supplement or a book or something like that. I hope that you'll come back. I'm going to start the series with nutrition misinformation that I hear a lot from my students. We go over all of the nutrients in class, and as we go through each of the modules, there are topics that again and again, students run into like the shocking fact that coconut oil is actually coconut fat, and it's incredibly bad for you. Or, well, the misinformation about more protein, and we need more protein. So um, I have identified some of that nutrition misinformation that seems to be quite common. And I'm going to go through those initially. Hopefully, as I begin to go through some of those food fads and nutrition misinformation, I will pick up a few listeners. um, And you can start sending me uh, pieces of nutrition misinformation that you've encountered. And then we can dissect them and find out If there's a root of hard science um, in them that then got blown out of proportion, or if they're just complete bunk, or maybe, I mean, there is also valuable nutrition information out there. And so maybe you found something really cool that we can share with everybody that would be helpful. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you'll stop back again. And in the meantime, Make sure you get your beans because they're super good for you. Bye.